I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash people today. Uh, they are, that's what they did. They, they are just Muppets. Um, they are Bert and Ernie, but with uh, judo robes on. And now coming to you live from atop the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's the one, the only... Puckle Podcast. It's Puckle! Puckle! It's Puckle! Puckle! Pokemon Underground Champions League, oh yeah! Puckle! Puckle. And welcome to the 376th episode of the Puckle Podcast. I am your host, Trainer Thatch, and welcomed with me today, we have the fluffiest of co-hosts, the fluffiest whimsicott. I am indeed still the fluffiest. The, the fluffiest. And then, of course, we have the one, the only, the master of stall, Seth Vilo. Hello, hello. I'm getting you to play outside of your comfort zone, though, which makes me very happy. Yeah, yeah, I, I need to show that I'm versatile so people don't know what to expect. <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. But welcome to the show. Welcome to Puckle. Puckle, of course, standing for the Pokemon Underground Champions League, a nonsensical name that I came up with in 2007. I'll take ownership of that one. And of you course, yeah, this is the show where we talk everything Pokemon from the video game to the trading card game to even the Pokemon manga. We haven't done that in a while. We need to do that. I was talking to 10 Little Men about that. Or not. Hear me out. <laughs> uh, we, I was talking to Ted Little Men about that on the live show last night, which should be posted on the Puckle Plus feed in like a week or two weeks. I forget what Thursday is which. This month, I think it's the 21st, actually, that one comes out uh, of February. So look out for that, the live show where the patron the patrons are on that, um, on our Puckle Plus feed. But yeah, I was talking to him about that last night, and he said that he would love to have another manga episode. He enjoyed those. Because it turns they out- are- very good yeah they are good i i i just worry that if you say oh we should talk more about manga that means suddenly we're going to get all manga trivia questions and (laughs) (laughs) that's exactly how i plan to integrate it into the show seth only Uh, manga trivia questions only trivia that's the only Only segue how you get in the show (laughs) (laughs) only trivia that's all nothing else only trivia (laughs) but that's fine yeah, so uh, what what have you guys been up to lately? How, how's life going? Ooh, uh, I literally like just 15 minutes ago beat the Elite Four in Let's Go Eevee. Ooh. Yeah, and I decided, no, you know what? I am going to make this somewhat challenging for myself, and I only use my Eevee to beat the champion. I don't even know if that's challenging. <laughs> Is that a challenge? <laughs> It is if you have never used a single piece of candy on the Eevee. Uh, even then, I don't even know. It is also if you spent like one half of the game without the Eevee in your party, so it wouldn't reach level 100 before you reached the Elite. <laughs> now you're just doing it to yourself. Yeah. Yeah. The real challenge was just not running out of moves, because I didn't want to use ethers. And then this morning I had, I kid you not, a 59-minute battle 
with Mr. Sparky himself, <laughs> the guy from Down Under. The Australian. It was a really, really, really good battle. Somewhat frustrating because <laughs> 59 minutes. And it's not that he was trying to stall me out. It's just he had such a solid team and such a solid prediction game that even though I managed to sneak past his predictions a couple of times, just I could not manage to take those last few HP off of his Azuma rail. And thus, I could not take the win, but oh boy. Oh, that <laughs> oh sucks. boy. Yeah. I I purposely haven't brought like four of my Pokemon yet. I've literally only brought the same six the past uh, the past three weeks in the EUTC because I just want to have that surprise factor. Also, I haven't locked in my sets either at that point. <laughs> 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 means I haven't locked my sets in, so I can always just change the set from what I already have. And... Uh, so I'm just kind of sitting there waiting, but I have to play Sigma this week. So I I am expecting something far more difficult than the last two weeks. That is so disgustingly sneaky. I am mm-hmm. ashamed of you. That's that's true. And then also we have the we have this week the uh, the upper match between the Twin City Torterra from Messer Engine, another Blastburn Radio host. Uh, you can check out them at uh, Blastburn Radio and whatnot. Um, so be sure to do that because Upple's a fun time. But yeah, we I have our Sigma this week. Which is really unfortunate. Uh, <laughs> Good luck. Yeah, yeah. Well, oh, I, yeah. I feel like uh, Sigma and I are pretty well evenly matched, I think, right now. And just in terms of skill. I think he and I are both evenly matched. We'll see, I though. find that sometimes being evenly matched doesn't have much to do with it. Like, I usually <laughs> beat Sigma, and I don't think anyone would argue that he is not a much better player than I am. And yet, somehow, I always come up on top. So, there, there's something else to it. I think it's that Sigma likes to use more or- unorthodox stuff. I think that's honestly it. That that's probably the bigger factor. It's just that Sigma Sigma's playstyle is a little bit different than everybody else's, and I don't want to get too deep into that because playstyles are a huge part of Pokemon, and that is not something we should be talking about today. But no, <laughs> no. <laughs> but yeah, uh, that is a topic for another day. That is a topic for another day to just dive into playstyles. How about you, Seth? Anything anything new, interesting? Eh, you know, I've I've just been doing the UUTC, just doing that, having fun with it. Um, that's good i battled jedi dj the other day and i finally got to unveil my incredibly evil sableye set so what is your incredibly evil sableye set are you willing to divulge absolutely now that it's public record <laughs> mean look calm mind beat him up calm mind is that what you just said? no mean up mean look calm mind you oh, grab one look. thing calm okay. mind six times and then just go ham man that would be that would be silly that would be silly. Unfortunately, I grabbed his tentacruel that had haze, so that uh, wasn't nearly as fun as I was hoping it was. That is be. not nearly as fun. Absolutely not. No, I'm pretty excited. Uh, also, not to mention that we did the battle clinic last night. Uh, we did the little cup battle clinic, and the battle clinic got record numbers. I couldn't believe it. People love coming into these things. Uh, we had like 16 people show up to battle clinic. It's just been slowly growing. We had like 10 the first one, then about 12 the second one, and this is the third one. We just hit 16. Dang, that's so, awesome. I mean, they're a fun time because we'll just hop into voice chat and just just talk while we're doing everything and just hang out. And I think everybody has a good time. And not to mention, it helps that people can drop in and out while we're doing it. So it's an absolutely good time, especially if you want to get some easy league points for the Puckle League to maybe make it into that final tournament where you can win a Nintendo Switch of whatever the cheapest Nintendo Switch at the time is. <laughs> so keep that in mind. You can win a Nintendo Switch. If you go play in the Puckle League, which I, I'm actually really happy with how the Puckle stru- League structure has turned out too this year. 
that's just moving along very smoothly. And I think the battle clinics are probably the, one of the best things we've done in the community for a, in a very long time. Like it's really just brought the community together. And I really do enjoy that. So if you haven't already jump into a battle clinic, we're going to be hosting another one soon. Don't have the dates yet. If you want to keep up with those, though, you can always check out our Discord where we will be posting the latest information for those battle clinics because that's where they take place. Uh, If you want to join the Discord, that link's always in the show notes as well as on our Twitter, pretty much on our website, too. It's everywhere. Like, if you you search Puckle Discord, you will find it. (laughs) (laughs) But that is, I guess that's where, that's a good place to start. Uh, We have have some news to talk about, so let's kick it on over to the news and cue that epic music. And welcome to the news. And in the news, we have a few things to talk about. So first of all, Nintendo surprised us with a release of a TCG app uh, where you can scan every card from, I think, Sun and Moon onwards and get That's information correct. for it. It also acts as like a translator between languages, mm-hmm. if I'm not correct. I know, I know, Seth, you know more about this and you've got you've got opinions. Yeah, I think it's really cool. I'm I will tell you flat out, I am not going to go scan my entire card collection and put it on my phone because that is too much work even though that's what this app is marketed for. What I think is really cool is when you're reading maybe an article about some new deck that came out somewhere um you and you have no idea what a card does like people playing Lost March right now are suddenly all hype about Emolga, and you wonder why on earth are they talking about Emolga? You can look it up on your app, and you can be like, ah, that makes sense now. That's what I think is coolest, is just having an index of here so you don't have to Google a card just to see what it does. Absolutely. I mean, that's kind of cool. It's nice that it just kind of shoves it all together, and mm-hmm. I mean, you can you can scan them, I guess. I mean, from a collector standpoint, I think, meh. But from a player standpoint, when you're trying to like look into cards and you want a, a quick reference, I think this is probably the way to go. It depends on how yeah. clunky they make it, though. I feel like they have a tendency to make some of their apps pretty clunky. Yeah, it, I've got some comments about how it could be improved, but eh, they're not going to listen to old me. Like, maybe put a back button in there. That'd be nice. Oh, well. Back. Do you not have an Android? I do. It's just it hides the back button when you're on it. So oh, well, can't you, you just to... like swipe up and get it? I can do that yeah, on mine. Yeah, but that's well, an I, extra I, step. It might be different because I have. Same... Wait, do we have the same phone? No, you have the Pixel. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah it's yeah, yeah. it's just an extra step. I want to move my thumb once, not twice. Ugh, okay, that's fair. I, I understand that. I get that. I know that pain. <laughs> <laughs> I know that pain. Uh, moving on though, uh, Community Day is happening next weekend on February 16th. So if you want that shiny swine up and to get Mamo swine. With ancient and power. With, is it ancient power? Yep. That sounds yeah. like a really poopy special move. It's a terrible special move, but it is so cool flavor-wise. <laughs> uh, but if you want to go do that, that's going to be taking place at the normal times next week. Uh, in the Americas, where most of you are, it is 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. Pacific, which is 2 p.m. to 5 p.m. Eastern. So be sure to get out there. Go get your swine ups. Hopefully it's not too cold. Hopefully there's not another polar vortex in the Midwest and people can actually go outside. Maybe that's why all the, why all the swine ups are out. And you, it's yeah. going to be so nice and balmy over here in the Americas. In the Europe land, in the Whimsicott land, is happening at 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. February 16th. So go go over there, hang out, go catch your swine ups. That, that's where, like, I'm just trying to cover, like, where people actually live. 
that listen to the show. And Technically, I think- in Whimsicott land, it's at a different time because what you just said is UK time, but fine, whatever. <laughs> that's fine. That, that's true. That's not Whimsicott land. Well, I, I, I just expect Europe to be Whimsicott land. <laughs> fine. All of Europe. I shall rule over the entire continent fairly. That is yours. <laughs> uh, also, by the time you're listening to this, it's too late, but Pokemon Go just did a, po- a friendship weekend event where everything's double friendship. So yay! Yay! Uh, trades are half as much, and you get double friendship when you do interactions, which means that you get like plus four this weekend instead of plus two. I think it's a really stupid short event. I did get a new best friend this weekend, so I'm okay oh, with it. Not me. No, that's for sure. I'll tell you no. that much. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> moving on, though. Uh, the international championships are happening this weekend. The Oceanic is this the Oceanic? Yeah, the Oceania. Yes. Oceania International Championships are taking place in Australia next week, February fourteenth through the seventeenth. So be sure to check it out. It's going to be on stream. It starts, I believe, at uh, God. I can't. I can't do the math for the time in my head, real quick. It, it's starting really, really late on uh, on the fourteenth, and then it st- it goes on the fr- on Friday and Saturday as well, and it ends probably like early Sunday morning for everybody else because Australia is on the other side of the world. Mm-hmm. That's that's the problem. But it's fine. You guys can check it out. They're also going to be doing Pokemon tournament finals as well. Like there's a Pokemon tournament event. I think we talked about this on the show briefly about how they're forcing Pokemon tournament into the internationals. Yeah. So that's happening if you're interested in that. Uh, Pokemon tournament, that game that nobody remembers still exists. I so literally don't know out. where I put my cartridge. Yeah, it's yeah. fine. I mean, you're not missing out on much. But yeah, you can yeah. watch all that VGC and TCG action. Uh, that weekend, I think this is the only international that's going to be taking place in the Moon series of VGC. I think the other one happens after Ultra series kicks in. Maybe so, I, I know this is the first set that Team Up is legal, so we'll get to see that's what true. people are doing with that. Yeah, that's true. Team Up is legal for the TCG event, and in the VGC, I believe this is the only Moon series international. I believe the next one is an Ultra series because it takes place in April and it switches over around April first. Woo! So definitely check that out if you're interested to see some Moon series action. And see a Pokemon like Kyogre and Incineroar, and then nothing else. Nothing else. Zero <laughs> nothing other else things whatsoever. All right, and so and the mo- more exciting part about that is we'll find out when North American internationals are taking place after this international is over. So <laughs> I really, 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 really need to know. We all need to know. It's fine uh, for undisclosed reasons. We all need to know. Finally, and I think this is a nice little like piece to end on in the new segment today, and I think it's a, a really cool little story that's coming out. Funko Pop, remember when they did those Pikachu figures, like just Pikachu bobbleheads a few months ago? <laughs> well, they just announced that, one, they're going to be doing Bulbasaur, which is terrifying in and of itself. Because his Why is eyes it terrifying? Are, his eyes are just black. Figure? But no, it's adorable. I do like it better than the Pikachu Funko. I will, I will admit that. And I kind of want that so I could just get, like, the Bulbasaur, Squirtle, and Charmander Funkos. I, I kind of want that. On top of that, though, they're also combining with... It's like a Funko crossover with Pokemon Center, almost, I want to say. And it's called a... What is the? What are these called? They're called... A Pika- Day with Pikachu? A Day with Pikachu figure set. And the first one coming out is later this month on February 13th. So this week, you can get your grubby hands on it. Uh I'm going to get I'm going to try to do it for me because it's adorable. It is called One Lucky Day with Pikachu and it's Pikachu wearing his green hat all ready for St. Patrick's Day holding a luck incense. It's adorable. It's 
I'm a huge the fan. The Lackinsons is a fantastic touch. Yeah, I, I think it's fantastically awesome. So I'm going to try to get my hands on one of those, as well as maybe the Bulbasaur as well. Uh, the other ones have been announced as well up until I think like November-ish, November, December. Yeah, the November one is hidden because it's yeah. like... We have silhouettes, right? a new friend or something like that, so it probably yeah. has a Gen 8 Pokemon. Yeah, the title of that one is A Day with Pikachu, A Cool New Friend. A Cool New Friend. Now, we also have yep. a day with Pikachu, a rainy day Pokemon, a day with Pikachu, blooming curiosity. I I, can't, I imagine like a blooming onion. I, I can't get that out of my head. Like blooming onion. Any, like blooming doesn't work for me anymore. I can't say that word without thinking about a blooming onion. Blooming. That is, that is just a testament to the uh, marketing uh, by Corporate food chains. Yep. Sweet days are here, sparking up a celebration, which is around 4th of July. So that makes sense to me. Splashing away summer. Charged up for game day, which is probably, it's like September, so that's football probably. Uh, surprises to fall for. A completely thank, completely thankful. That's going to be adorable. I want to see, I want to see Pikachu appropriate a culture. Uh, a cool <laughs> new friend, ringing in the fun and surprising weather ahead. I hope it's Pikachu in a polar vortex. Um, <laughs> and he's just freezing. He goes, uh, where do I, why do I live where the air hurts my face? So that is going to be it, though, for uh, the news today. I don't think there's too much other news to, to to cover this week. I mean, this is a pretty short news week. Uh, it, it is honestly probably the calm before the storm. We we are yeah. in uh, T minus uh, when the show comes out. That's the 11th. So 15 days uh, until Pokemon Day. So Ooh. we're going to go. Uh, we're going to go ahead and try to get to the quiz. So we're going to switch it on over to Puckles Pokey Quiz. Welcome to Puckle's Pokey Quiz, the part of the show where we quiz your co-host on what they know about the Pokemans. Uh, today we've got <laughs> Seth and Whimsicott. We are we are going to quiz them. We have got five questions for them today. They need to answer all of them for a chance to compete against their fellow co-hosts for points to see which one of them will uh, get to 31st and win a $20 credit to T Public. This segment is brought to you by AnimeGravy.com where you can go pick up some awesome anime-type art, as well as some Pokemon art, Green Tauros images. They have this really cool Professor Oak one where it says, Professor Oak wants you to be a Pokemon trainer. So definitely check them out. A great place. They they sponsor this segment, and we're really thankful for that. Uh, they're also just good people. Uh, yeah. We know them personally. So Hi, Gravies! Yeah. I love you. <laughs> so moving on, though, uh, we're on to this, this next trivia. So they've got five questions. With a possible total of seven points, we'll explain it along the way if they get there. They've got one hint that they can use uh, along with it, and they're in a race with their fellow co-hosts to see who can get to 30 points first. Uh, I think everybody's relatively close right now, so it, it's actually a pretty close race, and they're, they are fighting together for that, what's it called, that $20 tea public credit to possibly get a mug. Yes. Or, or a t-shirt. We'll even say uh. t-shirt. With my own face on it. With your own face on it if you really want to be that vain. Gonna get a PDL team tapestry. A tapestry. All right, moving on. So if you guys are ready, we will get to question number one. All of these are brought to you from our listeners on our Discord server over at uh, Discord. Show notes, everything. That's where you can go find us at Discord. There's a trivia channel, and if you want to try to quiz these co-hosts, let's jump into it. And you can just drop some trivia in there, and if it's good enough, we'll pick it. So our first one, I believe this comes from Swamp Rat. 
He's, he wants to know, what flying-type move other than bounce can Magikarp learn via Move Tutor in Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon? Oh, no. <laughs> oh, wait, um, that's the wrong question. God, I okay, so I've got a different question because that's the answer. The answer is bounce. Um, <laughs> I was about to say. <laughs> what Water-type move can Magikarp learn via Move Tutor in Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon? That was a poorly worded question by me, Thatch. Um, any ideas, Whimsicott? No. Oh, boy. Via Tutor. Magikarp doesn't learn a whole lot. Is it? I think it learns water again by level up at some point, maybe? I don't think so. I think it's tackle flail. I think that's pretty much it. Oh, gosh. What's a weird water type move? Something. By by tutor in Gen 7 or in Ultra Sun? Actually, this is a lie. Uh, This is false information that I received from the Discord server. Uh. Let me double check to make sure I had the trivia correct before oh, no. we move on. Uh, this will be fun to edit. No, I'm sorry for the correction. I apologize. <laughs> this is on me. I believe this was from Swamp Rat. I could be mistaken. I can't find it. Okay, either way, we'll move on to the to, to the next question. Um, <laughs> oh, wait. It was... Okay, what non-normal type move can Magikarp learn in Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon? Uh, but this is actually a false question, false statement. I don't think this is actually true. You will not get this. I'm going to give you the point for the mistake on my part, but the answer is Hydro Pump, apparently, but I don't believe that. Actually, yeah, that... Does it I don't get know. Hydro Pump? I think it might, like, really late. There's I, Maybe there's something after Flail in Level Up. Let's I don't see. Know. So, looking at the list right now, uh, Magikarp does not learn it by Level Up, mm. and it also does not learn it via Breeding. It does not learn it whatsoever from what I can... Oh, here it is. It learns it from an event... Oh, okay. Generation 5, but does not learn in an Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon. So that was a misleading trivia. I apologize. I will just give you the point. <laughs> it was fun to put us off our game. <laughs> yep, because uh, I messed up the first question. But moving on. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next question. Which legendary Pokemon shares a cry in the anime with Obi-Wan Kenobi's brave Veractal Mount Boga from the modern masterpiece Star Wars Revenge of the Sith? This question is word for word from Ten Little Men. Dialga, final answer. Is Dialga your final answer? I think so. Unless it's Palkia. It's one of those two. I'm almost certain it's Dialga. Is that your no, final wait, answer? No, wait. In the movie? In the movie specifically? In, in the movie, yes. <sighs> now I'm doubting myself, but I'm going to say Dialga. Does Wenzikot agree? Yes. That is unfortunately incorrect. Dang it, it's Palkia. It is Palkia. <laughs> ah, uh, no. Palkia shares a cry. So unfortunately for you, that is an incorrect answer. But you're at one point because I gave you a free one. No, I'm ashamed of myself because I knew it. <laughs> It's like Thatch is playing this game just to completely confound me. Like, there was that early question, it was a giant mess, and then he mentioned Obi-Wan Kenobi, and, like, my mind was suddenly filled with Star Wars. Yeah, I mean, it was a Star Wars question. It's the little four-legged running thing that he is on when he's chasing General Grievous. Yes. You are assuming I watch Return of the Sith more than once. You don't know you how their memes? That's a modern masterpiece. You don't know General, General Kenobi memes? You know how I feel about the prequels. <laughs> how they're my meme gold? That's what you should feel. All right. So next question, also from Ten Little Men. Oh, I had to rephrase it. What Generation 2 Pokemon had no stab moves available to it upon its introduction? Like it couldn't learn any moves of its typing. I think... I have an idea. Whimsicott, anything? If you have an idea, let's put that out there and then think a little more about it. My idea is Gligar. Uh, we had a question about Gligar a while back, and 
It was something about stab moves. I don't think it learns any stab in on level up. I think it's mostly normal and poison moves that it learns. This is in general. This is just in general. Like if it's if it's any other way at Gen two. Oh, it counts. Oh, it wouldn't be Smeargle. That's that's normal. Technically, it's not a stab attack, but it's a normal move. And can also get access to normal type moves. So exactly. Yeah, I, I will. I'll give you that one. What's a Generation Two Pokemon with a really, really weird typing, like compared to maybe what it? Ah, oh, gosh. It's not a legend. It's not. I feel like it would be like a baby or a preform or something like that. I. All right, I'm going to need an answer. Yeah, yeah. I honestly don't. You know. You have the let's... hint as well. Oh, let's, that's Might right. Might as well since I screwed us up on Palkia. Uh, this is a dual type Pokemon, and it's very hard to obtain. You can get it from using Rock Smash in Generation Two. That's one of the ways to get it, but uh, you also just got one gifted to you in Generation Two as well. By that information, and it can't learn stab moves in Gen Two. Is that what right? Yes, I'm pretty sure that's what that's what Ten Little Men said. Okay, uh, I rock could double smash. check. Is it Shuckle? That's a Rock Smash thing, and it also seems pretty convincing so yes that is the correct answer shuckle in generation two did not learn any any okay it technically learned uh rollout so that is an incorrect question but it did learn rollout via tm otherwise though so the questions are just failing really really yeah, hard so this, Gosh, is, this is on the fans man. this is on the fans who provided them to me in their trivia sections so they should all feel bad all right next question two points one for each answer you guys are at two points right now. Let's go for four. Which two generations did not introduce a Pokemon that can learn Glare by level up? Okay, generation one, two, one is three, out because four, our five, book. Six, seven. I'm crossing them out. One is out. Two is out because Dunsparce. Six is out because... Oh, no, by level up. By level up. I don't... Mm-mm. Superior learns it, but not... It's by breeding. breeding. It's by breeding. Um, yep. Zygarde, six, out. Generation seven... Ah. Three, seven. We're at three, four, five, seven. <sighs> hmm. Great. Uh, my gut is, and it's two of them. Yes. Only 15 Pokemon were introduced in Gen 7, so that might be a possibility. Only 15. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um... Oh, no. Three's out because maybe because of a Viper. Okay, good. I was going to say Masquerade, but uh, fixed it. So Viper is there. So it's like four, five, and seven, and we have to say two of them. Yeah. That's a guaranteed point. <laughs> Let's take an extra ten seconds and see if we can make it two. Is there anything snaky in five or four? I'm going to need an answer, guys. I would say okay. four and seven, because I think there's just got to be something in five that learns it, because there's that one's the one with... 800 Pokemon. And yet, I think it's... Uh, I don't know. I would have said 4 and 5, but... Mm-hmm. What's your final answer? Go for it, Seth. Oh, gosh. Uh, f- 4 and 7. 4 and 7 is only half correct. Dang it. The answer is 4 and 5. It is. You're right. Whimsicott, I lead us astray. It is 4 and 5. Uh, so Arbok learns Glare by level up. Dunsparce learns Glare by level up. So Viper in Gen 3 learns Glare by level up. In Generation 6... Zygarde learns Glare by level up, and in Gen 7, catch this, I wouldn't have known this either, Drampa gets Glare by level up. Uh, no. And he says, get off my lawn! Yeah. 
So that is three points for you guys right now. We're going to move on to the final question. The final question, as always, is your base stat question. And this week, I want to know, what is the Rock-type Pokemon with the highest base speed? Mega Aerodactyl okay, comes so to mind. How much is Mega Aerodactyl? I think it's 150. Same as Mega Alakazam. Okay, that's pretty darn fast. So there's nothing I can think of that goes faster than that, because Minior is slower, like a rock is slower, and yeah, yeah, I think you're right. I think so. Mega Aerodactyl is your final answer? Give us like 10 seconds to think about something we might have missed. There's no legend. There's, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Mega Aerodactyl. I really cannot think of anything else. Yeah, let's go for it. Mega Aerodactyl is correct because I miscounted, and that that is four points for you guys today, so good on you. you <laughs> because you miscounted. Points. What did you miscount? Uh, so I, like, I, I counted, so what I do now for these is because I've gotten so, I've gone through so many of, like, the higher up ones that I try to go and find, like, the 18th type that shows up on that list, and <laughs> I miscounted, I counted, I forgot that I counted rock type already. And I, I counted like rock. I'm like, oh, that's interesting. I'm like, yeah, Mega Aerodactyl is actually the right answer. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what happened to me. But that that guy that that gives you guys some trivia points this week. You got four points this week. I'm so mad at Ten Little Men. Yeah, I, Ten I'm Little so Men mad messed at everything up. That it's Palkia fine. question. Ugh, I was so proud. I knew that, and it was just. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the trivia score is going to be swapped around here. So you guys got an additional four points today. That does move things around a little bit. Not really, but that's okay. <laughs> so, in first place now, with 17 points, we still have Scrawn. In second place, we have Basket with 12. Tied for third, we have Sublime and the Fluffiest Whimsicott with 10. Bringing up fifth, we have Seth Vilo with 9. In sixth place, we have Jushiro and Bosephus tied with sixth. And following up after that, we have Linian with 4 points. Everybody else has yet to get on the board. All right, so tune in next week, guys, for another exciting segment of Puckle's Pokey Quiz. Hey, Puckalonians, it's Sublime Manic. Can't get enough of your favorite flip-flopping podcast? Then check out our social media. You can find links to our Facebook, Twitter, Reddit, and YouTube all from our website, PucklePodcast.com. And you can join our Discord to hang out with your favorite hosts and other Puckalonians. Also, check us out at twitch.tv slash thepucklepodcast. And if you have an Amazon Prime account, consider subscribing to our Twitch channel. You can also check us out at YouTube at YouTube slash Puckle Podcast. And we also have a Patreon if you're able to give anything at Patreon.com slash Puckle Podcast. And welcome to the topic. Our topic today is going to be figuring out what kind of Pokemon designs can happen in Gen 8. Whether it be the Ultra Beast type designs or new Pokemon designs. I guess I, I guess this could tie, kind of lead into some speculation about what the next region is going to be. So my favorite thing is just like this is a complete aside right now. We're already off topic. We're 30 seconds in. The one thing that I want to take aside is I've seen a lot of people say that, oh man, Gen 8's going to take, going to have a region based on England. And the only place yeah. that I've seen this from, the only place I've seen that rumor originally is like stem from, is from British YouTubers. Yep. That is the only place I've seen that stem from, which I think is incredibly biased. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if we were not as family friendly as we are, which could be more specific about where those British YouTubers put
pull that information out of. Yes, exactly. But we won't be. <laughs> Not today. And so, <laughs> but uh, what I do want to I do want to talk about today. What we're trying to get at is if we look at Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon, Sun and Moon, Gen Seven in general. We got a lot of cool Pokemon designs based on Hawaii, which I think is really cool. And we could talk about this in a little bit. I mean, we could talk about if it's England and how there's going to be a tea and crumpets Pokemon. And <laughs> oh god. <laughs> Uh, the other thing I want to talk about, though, and I think this is more of the meaty thing to, to talk about, is that in Gen 7, we also got Ultra Beast. And the reason Ultra Beast are just so drastically different as Pokemon in our minds, like if you look at their designs versus gen general Pokemon, is because Pokemon was so good about keeping Pokemon to a certain rule set in their designs that they were allowed to break all of those when they designed Ultra Beast. And that's why Ultra Beast looks so stunningly different. And it's yeah. why they look drastically different. And so I, I think this is a twofold conversation to have. One in, can they break it differently in Generation 8? And then on top of that, how do you think they're going to incorporate the Ultra Beasts we already have if we're not going to get new Ultra Beasts? Are these going to be the new Mega Evolution where we see them in one gen and then never again? And Those which I are. hope is not the case. I hope Gen 8 just, I hope they're just like, man, people want Mega Flygon. And then they go, okay, right. instead of Mega Flygon, we're going to give you Mega Mudsdale and we're all going to be happy. No, we're uh, not. No, we're not, though. <laughs> Mega Mudsdale, the Pokemon of dreams and champions. I just want, I want, like, I want just, like, iron Mudsdale. Like, give me a steel ground type Mudsdale where it's Mudsdale just, like, wearing armor for battle or something. I think that'd be cute. That's actually really funny. And it would fit with the, uh, with the England theme. <laughs> it would fit with the England theme, right? Yeah, I'm just saying. It goes right, it goes really well with the T and Crumpets Pokemon. Oh, being gosh. ridden by an Aegislash. <laughs> uh, oh, man. Okay, okay. Uh, but seriously, let's talk about Ultra Beast and how we think they might be able to, to expand on that idea in Generation 8. So you mentioned, can they do it again, breaking the rules in a different manner? And what I've noticed about Ultra Beasts is that pretty much none of them have the kind of eyes that you would expect Pokemon to have. Ooh. Which which is a very, very easy way to make them look alien. Because Pokemon eyes usually look like two or three different ways, but that's it. Like, when you can usually spot a fake moon design because the eyes are wrong. That's really good That's point. true. <laughs> that is actually really true. There's like three designs for eyes. You either get like the beady black eye, the Bulbasaur-esque eye, Bulbasaur Charmander Squirtle-esque eye, I should say. Yep. I guess there's Pikachu Eye, Gen 1 Starter Eye, and then I don't even know where it goes Other. from there. Uh, there's like one more. Gardevoir. Gardevoir Eye. The Gardevoir yeah. Eyes. And, and that's about pretty it. Much, pretty much the only Ultra Beast that has almost vaguely normal eyes is Formosa. Mm -hmm. Yes. And even then it's not true. Exactly. They're still a bit off. So I suppose... Wow, that's a good pickup. I didn't even, I, I, I didn't even actually notice that until you brought it up. You're exactly right, though. Even Solgaleo, I... Lunala, and Necrozma fit in that because they're yeah. they're kind of technically that way, and theirs is kind of like a light shined on a dome. So yeah, wow, you're exactly right, man. I didn't even think about that before. That blows my mind. I guess Cosmog has normal eyes, but we won't count that one. Cosmog's yeah. like Co Cosmog's like the beginning of the evolutionary chain, though. Yeah, <laughs> it's like the Pokemon version of the Ultra Beast. Yeah, right. In in some sense. Yeah, you're not supposed to figure out that it's an Ultra Beast right away when you see it. Exactly. Well, that not not even just like story way, but if we want to like build an in-universe explanation for that, I, I think it could be because Solgaleo and Lunala seem to be Pokemon that have been in the Pokemon sphere, in the Pokemon world more often than other Ultra Beasts. 
Mm-hmm. And so in that sense, it could probably have, um, it, it could start to have adapted to the Pokemon world and be becoming a Pokemon. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. In terms, in, yeah. In that, it's it's crossing that gray area between Pokemon and Ultra Beast. I think that's kind of the Pokemon that's supposed to be the bridge between Pokemon and Ultra Beast. As as a matter of fact, it's literally the bridge between Pokemon and the Ultra. That's Beast. true. That's true. And that was something I read a long time ago. Was that kind of exact theory where the three Ultra Beasts that have been here for a long time, which is the Minala Sogaleo and Necrozma, which said it was here on Earth and buried, and then dug up again in its deck entry or something like that. It lived underground forever. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Those kind of, in a sense, balanced or tempered to how Earth is here, this pokey Earth is, which is why their ability changed. They're less volatile. Oh, they're less aggressive. True. It goes from Beast Boost to Prism Armor. It goes from Beast Boost to whatever the other two have. Um, the two abilities that were already abilities but have different names. Clear Body and Multiscale, yeah. yeah. <laughs> But cooler. So, <laughs> so the Ultra Beasts are super strong because they just got to our world. Kind of like Superman <laughs> is super strong because he's on a different world. Exactly. They're war- I mean, kind Wow. Of, I'm going to name my Celesteela Kal-El now. <laughs> That's actually probably not too far off, though, to think about it. Because, I, I, I don't know, we're, we're getting to this, like, really far out theory in that uh, it would be really cool to start to see some kind of I, I would like to see more ultra beast in gen 8 i would like to see that kind of built upon i'm not going to hold my breath for that yeah because it, it just it, i don't know that we can handle too many pokemon that have beast boost in the meta personally yeah no i mean they might just do something else as you said break the rules in a different way you just exactly. have them have another ability that's common to all of them if you really don't want to come up with seven new different abilities but it's not beast boost okay so another thing to think about would be taking the ultra beast that already have and then giving them quote-unquote pokemon forms that's yeah that's kind of you know, what I was the way to go. do it like make kartana you know it turns into a grass steel type but no longer does it have beast boost it has some other ability it gets chlorophyll for some stupid reason or, or something it pulls a gengar and all the ones that are pulled over have their beast boost ability swap because they've been tempered for a little bit longer yeah that, that would be, be cool. an interesting wow. way to do it i mean maybe like a calming of the or i mean maybe the one thing they could do to make be- ultra beast a little bit more interesting in gen 8 is they could give them hidden abilities Right, I'm mm-hmm. sure that wouldn't mm. matter for some of them, like Celesteela and Cartana and Nihilego, and uh, most of them are probably going to still want Beast Boost as their ability. But something maybe like Guzzlord, if Guzzlord gets an interesting ability, maybe that yeah. makes Guzzlord yeah. actually usable again. Gluttony Guzzlord would be thematic and awesome and exactly. hilarious. Yeah, yeah, something exactly like that. Like, oh hey, I trained my Ultra Beast enough in this Pokey World. I like that. I like that terminology, by the way, Seth. I'm going to use that forever this pokey world and they've they've gotten here long enough and you can give them regular abilities right mm-hmm. and then maybe that's something that they could do for um just new ultra beast designs in general to prevent like an outpouring of beast boost bonds where we can have new ultra beast but these are ultra beasts that have already been uh, acclimated and so they can they can have these new abilities and those are the only ones they have they don't have access to beast boost what if they retain beast boost by being caught in a beast ball Ooh, I then, I don't like that. That seems a little know. too complicated for me. Random. That thought. seems a little too complicated for Pokemon. Yeah. Granted, Pokemon's got some complicated mechanics. Yeah. But I feel like that's one of those mechanics that would be too complicated for Pokemon. 
I think those complicated mechanics usually only interest like one Pokemon. Yes. Hi, Silvel. So, uh, granted, but Ultra Beasts was... are just like their own thing. I I still wish that Ultra Beasts had their own story. I wish they got a much better in-depth story yeah. than they did. I suppose if they really wanted to do another group of Pokemon that don't quite look like Pokemon, they could just come up with different excuses for that to happen. Like, take Type Null and Silvali. They still look like Pokemon, but they are, you know, a bit off because they're not coherent with themselves. Because mm, they're just true. a mishmash of other Pokemon parts. So... They could have them be, like, experimental creatures, man-made, or they could have... Okay, so they could have, like, a set of... Everyone wants Pokemon Fusions. Oh, no. Oh, no. Please, no. no. (laughs) Have, like, six or seven Pokemon that are not Pokemon Fusions that may kind of look like Pokemon Fusions in the same way that, for some reason, Alamomola is not an evolution of Love Disc. And have them be, like... A failed experiment. I mean, there are so many ways you can come up with crazy reasons why some Pokemon look off that I think if you want to do it... I'd be okay with a little storyline, kind of like what you're describing. That would be more of a... um, It wouldn't be Ultra Beast per se, but these man-made Pokemon get loose and you have to go do the exact same things you did with the Ultra Beast, right? And I, yeah. I don't I don't want to call them failed experiments either because that just kind of brings into mind like, like melting... like. Pokemon essentially like oh man I'm disfigured or something like that I I mean that's what the language means to me at least but maybe mm-hmm. maybe just experiments that are ongoing that get loose because they it's, it's essentially just Mewtwo we're talking about Mewtwo yeah and we're, we're just ta- talking about a new class of Pokemon like Mewtwo I mean if you look at the original Pokemon designs as well Mewtwo definitely has a more like synthetic design compared to the rest of the Pokemon that are based on natural creatures mm-hmm. and yeah that, that's definitely something that Pokemon definitely strives for is to try to do Pokemon are, that are based on creatures, and it, like I said, they can break the rules, and it makes them look drastically different. Um, I, I I think that you can break the rules, though, like you said. I think you can just break the rules again, and there's probably, you could just break the rules and have some kind of awesome, like, design choice that surrounds all of them and encapsulates them to make mm-hmm. it to make it possible. Um, I kind of hope they do that, because, I mean, we've talked about things like Z-Moves, and Mega Evolution, which are these new battle mechanics that, that they've been happening, and we're just like, well, what's the Gen 8 gimmick, right? Uh, first of all, I hope there is no Gen 8 gimmick. Yeah. Uh, granted, there's going to be, but I don't want there to be. <laughs> and uh, But I think that they can definitely go ahead and do that again, right? Um, they they can do the same thing with Ultra Beasts, because like, Ultra Beasts happen, are they going to do Ultra Beasts again? Is that going to be a Gen-to-Gen gimmick, just kind of like, we hope that regionals will be? I think they will be in the same sense that they have to have a very magnetically charged area in every single map now ever since Gen 4. Man, they're they're bottlenecking themselves kind of hard. Yeah, right? because <laughs> now we have to have a place to evolve Magnezone slash Probopass. And, and now Vikavolt. And now Vikavolt, yeah. And now we have to have a place to acquire the Ultra Beasts in some form or fashion. So maybe it's just by tossing in some Lunala, you have to go through a wormhole and avoid everything yeah. thing, but... Well, considering both of the last two generations have had plots or subplots that had to do with alternate dimensions and wormholes yeah. and such... Mm-hmm. That's what I was going to mention, too. Ever since Auras, they, they've really They're embraced really the multiverse. They're really starting to push that. And I think they kind of have to, right? They kind of have to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because otherwise the 
like internal coherency of their world just crumbles. Why bother making so, a timeline absolutely. when you can just break it and make sure none of them work? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, but it's, yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. Going back to the beginning, they can just break a different rule this time. Although the eye was kind of the big one. That is a and really good the one. easiest one, probably. It's the easiest one to make a drastic difference without people really paying attention. And I think they could still do that. But if we take a look kind of at, uh, like, at Celestila and Cartana and, to some extent, Buzzwool and Feromosa, um, I think you can kind of say, like, oh, these have a very uh, a semi-synthetic. Uh, synthetic's a bad word. But it's got a it's got a semi synthetic um, type of view. I mean, I I yeah. really am a big fan of the original theory that the Ultra Beast are based on, and I I believe they are loosely based on this. But that the Ultra Beast are based on the Seven Deadly Sins. Yeah, I like that. And yeah, I I think I don't think they are exactly. I think they are loosely based on them. Not anymore. Now that and, we have more than seven. <laughs> yeah. Well, now that we have more than seven, we have nine. You know, the nine deadly sins, right? Yep. And. <laughs> um, uh, have you not watched the anime? There, there might be. There's probably two more people you can throw in, right? Uh, <laughs> uh, it's on Netflix. It's actually really good. It Side good. note: Go watch it. It's, I actually enjoy it. Um, but it's actually. You, I mean, you can look at that, and you can get a few things from there. But I, they could probably follow a similar theme there, right? You could be like, oh, uh, instead of the seven deadly sins, let's do seven. I don't know, cupcakes. Um, or, uh, I don't know seven seven flavors. I don't know. I don't, there's definitely like other groups of things they could base it on. KFC right? spice. This mixture. isn't my job. I'm not going to do their job for them. Okay. They already took. They already took <laughs> Professor Sycamore from me. Uh, they they took. Uh, they they haven't taken the great ideas of the poison electric ant. Um, they tried to take the firewater llama and they failed. Yeah, they did it wrong. They didn't do a llama. So I'm not going to do their job and come up with the next group for them. Okay. <laughs> but that's what the topic is, Thatch. That's the whole point. <laughs> yeah, but that my dad works for honestly, Nintendo. <laughs> if the, if the fire grass type is is jalapeno, like we're gonna sue. Oh, they're listening. They're listening. Oh, okay. yes. Uh, so, uh, but yeah, I I think there's definitely ways to do it. You could just grab like a group of Pokemon or a group like a group concept, and you could add those Pokemon to it, and just kind of base Pokemon on that. And take away maybe not the eyes. You take away the ears. I don't know. Um. And you change the design quite just just slightly, and it makes something slightly jarring. I do agree with you though about Silvali. I think Silvali was a was a really good like in between from Pokemon to Ultra Beast. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying like I'm sitting here trying to think what they could possibly do. And one thought I had had is that there's probably a limit to how complex Pokemon designs should become. Yes, absolutely. Though granted, and, I think I think Ultra Beast like are far more complex than any other Pokemon design we've had. Oh yeah, look at Cartana. Like Cartana, Guzzlord, Guzzlord, Buzzwool, Feromosa. I think they are all just so many lines. They're very designed. Uh, very designed. I think that's pretty much the limit. Yeah, that you I, can reach because I mean originally we were talking about talking about how the Switch might change Pokemon designs, and that's honestly why I don't think they will because. I, there's definitely like a simplicity to Pokemon designs that they have, and granted yeah. that was probably limited by the consoles back in the day. But if you bring stuff that's going to be more updated, just in the regular Pokemon sphere, that's going to yeah. just be jarring. You have to put it like next to a Voltorb, next to a Charmander, and exactly. it's just going to look wrong. I think, you know, like, look at the starters to do Litten and um, Litten, Poplio, and Rowlet. They were all simple in their designs, and they sit next to the other starters just fine. 
Mm-mm. I think and I think that's something that needs to happen. Go ahead, Seth. Yeah, no, you're good. I think an unwritten rule that I just kind of came up with is they they have to be able to be doodled in the margins of a kid's homework. Wow, that's actually solid. I agree with that. You have to be able to kind of draw from memory something. Even if it's like I the like giant that. nose of a buzzwole and it's huge muscles. If it's the the hair of a pheromosa, you can kind of get the shape down and your friend sitting next to you could be like, oh, yeah, I like that one too. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And I think we've already reached the limit for that. Wow. Yeah. I agree with you entirely. Wow. Um, I did not even think about it like that. That would be really good just for Pokemon in general for their audience, I yeah. think. I mean, I can draw Pokemon a triangle been one on of those my paper that's super so universal steel. from generation to generation, even from like generation of people to generation of people. Like I can sit down next to a to a six year old right now and they're playing their game. I can be like, I know that Pokemon. Mm-hmm. And they're just like, that's really cool. And the parents go, you should stop talking to my kid. <laughs> but um, Oh, really? That's the opposite of my experience. Like, well, you're, as a, soon you're, as a, you're a female. That's the problem. <laughs> you're not a late 20s male. Yeah. You know what that means? That means at the as soon as they find out you like Pokemon, the kids on the nine-hour plane ride yes. get foisted off onto you. Yes, or the two-hour-long wait at Disney World. You remember the part where I don't like children, right? <laughs> I, I'm planning a trip to Japan, right? And so if I got sat next to a child... And they were they were playing Pokemon, and they want to talk about Pokemon for like the next nine hours. I'm there, man. I'm there. I'm going to talk to them about Pokemon. We're going to have a great time. They're going to walk away with a business card. Look at that. That's just the coolest kid in the entire world, right? No, Luke, I'm fine for like an hour, but then I want to sleep on the plane, man. I can't sleep on planes. That's the difference between you and me. <laughs> I can't sleep on planes. It's going to be awful. I'm not looking forward to this flight. Um, it's like I think it's like 14, 15 hours or something. And I'm like, I'm not going to be able to sleep. It's going to be absolutely awful. Yeah. But I, I will say, though, that just like a couple of hours ago, Linian, though I let Linian, sent me a pic in a DM. Mm-hmm. And it was just Giovanni on the slide with the Pokemon yes. with the caption, me, when I'm 40 and still playing Pokemon. Yes, I've seen that. I love <laughs> it. True story. Gosh darn you, Linian. True story, though. Just because he's like half my age, that doesn't give him the right. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Uh, but yeah, Ultra Beast. I think there's definitely a way to... Uh, I think there's definitely something they can do. I don't know if it's going to be Ultra Beast, per se. I kind of hope it is. Like, I'd love to see that just become like a recurring theme in Pokemon, and then for them to use them properly. I hope it's something different instead. Something... As long as it's done properly. Like, I think Ultra Beast were just such a waste of an opportunity to take Pokemon games into a much different direction in, in a good direction, not like a bad direction or anything. I think if you would have been like, Oh man, cause we had, I, they, they were like onto it. They were like almost there. They almost did what I wanted them to do because when you first encounter Nihilego in Aether Paradise, you had that small little battle with it with the question mark, question mark on its name. You don't know what type it is. Yeah. You don't know what it is. Yes. They were so close. They were, it was so good. They were so close to baking what I thought would have been the perfect way to integrate them. Because then you even get that cutscene where Tapu Koko is about to fight Buzzwole slash Faramosa. Mm-hmm. That yeah. would have been awesome. And then you got Nanu versus Guzzlord. There are just so many places where they could have done better. They, they could have just been like, okay, now your job is to go beat the bosses, right? You have to go around, you have to go around the region beating all of the Ultra Beast. Then you come back, then you fight Lusamine, right? That would be great. That would have been fantastic. Uh, unfortunately, yeah. it was a wasted opportunity. 
And I'm here to let you know, TPCI, you made a, you wasted your opportunity. I'm sure there's somebody at TPCI that listens to this and doesn't actually take your idea seriously. Uh, one, <laughs> one day we'll find out. Uh, but I guess that's, unless you guys have anything else to say, I think that's a good place to end it. I think we said everything that we really wanted to say. I mean, we could go on for another hour about potential new ways to handle regionals, like evolutions and all that stuff. Oof, that's but... another episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there yep, we go. That is another episode. That's another episode for another day. All right, guys. So that's going to be it for the topic. We are going to take a short break, and we'll be right back at you with the Pokemon of the episode. We will catch you on the flip-flop. Hey, guys. My producer told me I need to be more hip with the kids for these tea public commercials, so here we go. Let's dab on the haters and Pokemon go to the tea public store this Valentine's Day when the tea public store is on sale on the 13th and 14th of February. You can get cool designs such as our Altaria Airs logo on a t-shirt, a cool throw pillow, which actually does look pretty slick, a mug, or even a tote bag, which actually looks pretty cool as well. Uh, everything you purchase there help goes to supporting the podcast directly, and we really appreciate the support. And if you guys go there, we'll really appreciate it, and thank you. Even if you don't, thanks for listening to the show. We appreciate your support, and we are going to kick it on over to that Pokemon of the episode, and I'll catch you guys on the flip-flop. <laughs> And welcome to the Pokemon of the episode. Our Pokemon of the episode this week is National Dex number 793, Ego, the Parasite Pokemon. It's Pokemon Moon Pokedex Entry States, one of the Ultra Beasts. It's unclear whether or not this Pokemon is sentient, but sometimes it can be observed behaving like a young girl. So Ego is in the UU tier, and it's not a terribly bad Pokemon. It's all, is it also the only rock poison type? It is the only rock poison type, that's correct. Currently, until Gen For 8. For now, until we get a pre-evolution to all the Ultra Beasts. Ooh, oh, gosh. That would be they so would actually cool. be super cute. There is a canonical baby Celesteela in the anime, and it's the cutest thing on the planet. Wait, really? Yes. I haven't seen it. How tiny would baby Kartana be? It's just like oh, man. a tree. That'd be bad. <laughs> All right, so... <laughs> I thought that was really bad. <laughs> so, Nihiligo's in the UU tier. It has a great base, like, I think it's literally its typing keeping it in the UU, and that's about it. So, HP, base 109, uh, attack and defense, pff, 53 and 47 respectively, right. but base 127 special attack, base 131 special defense, base 103 speed. That outspeeds Garchomp. Yep. <laughs> That's the magical thing. And it's got a decent move pool. Like, Rock rock Poison is an incredibly good stab. Mm-hmm. And it, it just does really well against a lot of fairy types. Yes, and flying types and mm-hmm. fire types. And so many things. Like, I used Nihiligo in the last UTC. Oh, yeah, I remember. And the speed tier would have been everything if my Nihiligo hadn't been modest. But I still managed to make it work. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> It's fine. Yeah, it's it's an amazing Pokemon. And like we were talking about every week, we're trying to have a team ready for you guys to go to discuss it a little bit. And just in context. So Seth went ahead and built this team. Uh, I think we tweaked it a little bit, but not too much because Seth is just good at what he does. Oh, shucks. So yeah. we've got Nihiligo, Beware, Dublade, Gligar, Hydreigon, and Primarina all on this team. It's a fantastic team. It works really well. There's a, there, I have a few I have a few gripes. Yeah. Uh, and we talked about them, and it's kind of like a, do you really want it or do you not really want it? 
Yeah, it can be adapted. And part of it's just that I was only playing on low ladder. I haven't played in high ladder UU yet. Mm-hmm. So Nihiligo is running the, uh, it's just running its basic Black Sludge set. Is it, this is a pretty standard set, right? Uh, yeah, they're currently revamping it, so you're not going to find it on the decks right now, but they're currently working on it. It's just a hazard kind of thing. It's a pretty standard set. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Sludge Wave, Thunderbolt, Power Gem, Toxic Spikes, 252, 252, uh, Special Attack Speed, and uh, this is Timid. So, I mean, it's, it's pretty much going to be your sweep, a sweeper of sorts, but also has the yeah, ability to set up Toxic Spikes. Um, you've got Beware that also is just like an offensive powerhouse there. Uh, with Normalium Z. Normalium Z Beware is one of my favorite things, by the way. It's just fantastic. It. It's, uh, it just runs through the screen. Yeah, it does. It's just fantastic. Uh, but Sword Stance, Drain Punch, Double Edge, Earthquake, 252 Attack, 252 Speed. You gotta, you gotta run that thing jolly too, just to get everything out. And it's running Fluffy, because there are several different abilities for Beware, but Fluffy gives it like a nice boost mm-hmm. to its defenses. It lets it soft check Scizor, which is yeah, kind of cool. It, it handles Scizor really well. But I know we have some more mons, and I, did, you wanted to split this up, right, Seth? Yeah, two and two. Yeah, go for it. Go for it. Who's next? I can go ahead and. Is it you? I can go ahead and go. So I'll. I'm covering the defensive backbone of the team. So we've got the two Eviolite users, Gligar and Dublade. Gligar is really good for just being a physical counterpart to Nihiligo's special defense because it can be a Nihiligo can be a special defense absorber, special attack absorber if need be, like. You know a Moonblast is coming in from Primarina, you can swap into Hiligo and just force it out. It won't take much. And Gligar just complements the physical part by Eviolite massive defense stat, as well as being immune to Earthquake, which is a big, big thing for Nihiligo. Gligar is your normal set of Earthquake, Roost, Stealth Rock, and U-Turn, with the ability Immunity to keep it from being toxic and max HP, 156 defense, 100 special defense. I'm not entirely sure what those numbers are for. It's just what's on the Smogon site. I know it's a good mixed defense just with Eviolite and everything. So that's Gligar. It's really good at getting rocks up and keeping them up. You can also defog here if you want to do that. You can swap out I think the... defog would be a good swap, yeah. personally, after playing the team. I think defog would be a worthwhile swap. Mm-hmm. And if you do that, you can toss Stealth Rock on Nihiligo over Toxic Spikes, or even, if you're feeling cocky over a, another attacking move, you can do that. The other defensive wall, which is really kind of really good, actually, it's Deblade with Swords Dance, Gyro Ball, Shadow Claw, and Shadow Sneak, obviously holding Eviolite. Almost max HP, 240. That minimizes burn and confusion damage. Just numbers. Then 252 attack, 16 special defense with a brave nature to reduce that speed so that Gyro Ball does a whole lot more. Deblade is awesome for checking several things in UU, like anything physical, pretty much. With base 150 defense, you're checking almost every physical attacker there is. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's another soft check to Scizor so long as it doesn't carry knockoff. You can set up on it and actually use it as setup bait. And mm-hmm. it's also a soft check to Latias, which is pretty threatening to this team just overall, especially if it gets a Calm Mind in or two. You can just Shadow Claw, Shadow Sneak it, and you've got it. And it at plus two, it does like half-ish to Deblade. It's okay, yeah. but it's... Deblade's surprisingly bulky. It's so fun to use. And that's just kind of... Those two are together to really patch up the physical side and just a palette of resistances. Hey, Winsicott, you want to handle these last two? Yeah, these last two are like your backup attackers, your support Pokemon, call them whatever you want. One is just straight up, you need to clean, you need to break, you have Eye Dragon with a Choice Scarf. 
It's obviously max special attack, max speed, timid nature, and it's got break meteor, dark pulse, U-turn, and fire blast, because you do one U-turn on a scarf set, you need to be able to get out and, and just play the turn game. I love the turn game. <laughs> and then we initially had Omega Altaria here, but we thought Primarina would actually fit better. So we have a more defensive Primarina with both nature, leftovers, max HP, 204 defense, and 52 speed because we want to try to scope barn that 8 speed scissor before it U-turns out. And we have Scald, Moonblast, Psychic, and Energy Ball on it because even defensive Primarina hits like a truck on the special side. And Psychic and Energy Ball are just really good coverage for what is currently in UU. So you might get some mileage out of that. The only thing that I really wish with that Primarina, because if you can predict the Mamoswine lead in UU, Choice Specs would definitely Oko, but the set will not. Yeah, that's unfortunate too. Uh, that's, yeah. that's, the, that's the only trade-off. Yeah, when I, I The only reason I didn't want to go with the Choice Specs one is that you already have Choice Scarf I Dragon, and you're kind of limiting your options a bit at, at one point. Yeah. I feel like that's that's kind of like a personal play. Like I, I don't think I don't think the lefties Primarina was bad. I, I'll for, start with that. But if you want to play Pokemon, I mean, you, you're obviously a good player as well. I think it's definitely just a playstyle thing, though. Mm-hmm. Um, you can definitely get away with two choice items. I have done it before. Um, oh, I had three choice scarfers in the last UGC. Yeah, exactly. I so at like, one point, you, I brought them all. But <laughs> you can you can definitely get around like two when it gets to three i think okay that's a little too much and four is definitely too many but you can i think two is probably like the sweet spot in terms of like the most you can do Mm -hmm. yeah i just thought we needed something a little more you know it's a support pokemon you want to maybe use it more as a mixed ground Mm -hmm. you know no, no, I understand. I understand. I think it's. I think it's. It works well on this team. Without, uh, like I, I said, there's like yeah. one calc that I really care about. Without, <laughs> without the Primarina the way it is, you might get the Skull Burn and still be very satisfied that you led with your Primarina. Yeah, exactly. Without the Primarina the way it is, if a Mamoswine comes in on anything else, you're in a really bad spot. It kind of cleaves the team in half, especially because your physical backbone is weak to it just innately. Exactly. I faced a Mamoswine well, today. Yeah, and both was, of them are. Yeah, that was a saving yeah. grace for me. Was having a really defensive Primarina that could come in and at least attempt or get a Scald Burn on whatever switched in, but it really held the Mamoswine at bay. So, I agree with that. Yeah, I agree with that. All right, but that that's the team for you this week. Of course, like we said, you can always catch that at PucklePodcast.com. Seth puts that up for you because he likes you. Aw, and uh, he puts that up there for you guys with a few comments, and you guys can just grab that team for yourself. And try it out on the showdowns. And if you have black magic, put it on your card. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, that's that's Nihiligo. I mean, it's got some cool... It's, it's a good Pokemon. I mean, there's a couple other sets that can run. Choice Garf is pretty prominent. Mm-hmm. Uh, just to take advantage of that base 103 speed stat, which kind of puts it above base 100 Choice Garf users, such as like Victini or something else like that. It's a good Pokemon. There, there's plenty of other sets to run. Life Orb uh, and Electrium we, Z. We've really looked at this week. And in case you thought, hmm, Whimsicott mentioned Modestly Illegal, I bet that's really good. It's not. <laughs> like, it doesn't outspeed Positive Nature Base 95s, which is something you really need to hit. Yes, So please, that's true. use the team with Nihilego. Yes. Uh, <laughs> 
All right, guys. But yeah, I think that's that's a good that's Nihiligo for you. Like I said, check out PucklePodcast.com for the full details, and you can check out this team for yourself. We're gonna take it on over now to the mailbag. It's mail time. It's time for the mailbag. Send in your emails. And welcome to the mailbag. The mailbag, as always, is brought to you by the energy drink, Green Toros, the energy drink that gives you hooves. Hooves! And if somebody writes a compelling enough email and we remember, we'll give out the Green Toros badge on the, on the Discord server. Those are, those are the two criteria. It needs to be a good email and two we need to remember. If we don't remember, it doesn't happen. <laughs> All right, so... Uh, we had, didn't do the email segment last week, but we're doing it this week. Last week we had the interview with Old Man Top. If you haven't listened to that, I suggest you go listen to it. It was a good time. Uh, you can go listen to that. But two weeks ago we asked you guys what Pokemon you would like to see get an evolution. Uh, and this was sent to us at our email, PuckoPodcast.gmail.com. And this is the segment where we were going to read some of those emails. Uh, we got a lot of emails, so unfortunately we're not going to be able to read all of them on the show today. If your email is not read on the show, it's going to be posted in the unread emails uh, channel on our discord server so you, you can read them other people can read them catch up on what other cool things are happening on the show because unfortunately we can't do a 45 minute mailbag segment or that will be a very sad uh, so we're gonna jump right into it though our first email is gonna be from uh, we had it picked out king of the seas hey there puckle king of the seas here with answers i just finished listening to the last episode and trust me jinx does not be an evolution or need an evolution, I'm going to assume. I don't want my creepy, kissy friend being in a high tier ever. <laughs> Pokemon can be put into the ground. Pokemon can be put into the ground in my eyes. Last hung before question. Uh, I think you need to check your proofread your emails. But I think autocorrect took over. Uh, wish I could get on the get in on this sweet, sweet merch. But as a high schooler that has time without money is a sad, sad boy, but please, in my sake, buy that merch. That's really weird. Don't have to buy our merch. T Public's fine, uh, unless you want to. It's a great way to support the show. Okay, on to the question. New evolutions for Gen 8. Let's go. Uh, one, old Farfetch'd. Not exactly a new evolution, but like a tribe of old and dying oh. Farfetch'd. <laughs> what? <laughs> they can't reproduce, and that they've all been getting really smart to the lack of physical ability probably flying psychic type with moves like future sight and air slash being obtained this stick looks much more like a cane i think that defeats the purpose of farfetched in my mind because like the purpose of farfetched is like oh look here's the duck and it brought its own garnish right it's an expression like yep that's the whole point so like having a having one that's just like aha no i think you get like a i think you just get like a more samurai looking farfetched if you're going to do an Evo, right? Yeah, Farfetch do not live to reach old age. They're too delicious. Uh, uh, next one, McCargo. I know you guys talked about this, and I agree. This buddy needs an evolution, where it just ditches the shell and becomes an attacking monster. Oh, no. Definitely gets m- more moves like Explosion, Eruption, and Self-Destruct. It already gets those moves. I think it doesn't get Eruption. I think it gets Explosion and Self-Destruct. Yeah, I don't though. think it gets Eruption. The reasoning is that after being beat up, its shell actually smashes apart. The way you would you would evolve it is by fainting it to a physical hit after leveling it over to 50. I don't know that that... Because, like, you need to level up to be able to evolve. I don't see how that works. Yeah, it doesn't work. It You you could just have an evolution that has Meteor's ability. That would be interesting. That would be that cool. That would be interesting. Uh, Dunsparce. No need to explain this. Just look up fan art for it. Yeah. 
normal dragon Dunsparce. Drample would have actually been a really good Dunsparce evolution, now that I think about it. Yeah. Uh, looking at you, Alomomola. Right. What's going on there, right? Yeah, Dunsparce and Drampa is just Love Disc and Alomomola. That's, I just realized that. They even start with the same letter. Missed it's opportunity. It's Isn't shiny Drampa but... like Dunsparce colors too? Probably. Why not? Yeah, I'm going to say that it is. Uh, Giraffering. This would be a split evolution like Tyrogue, where depending on whether you have an even or odd number of Pokemon in your party, it evolves into a special attacking psychic wall or a dark type physical sweeper. Found in labs. Why is it found in labs now? As scientists are trying to separate the two halves of the Pokemon with disastrous oh, results. Okay, that's a little dark. Uh, but also kind of cool. That is kind of cool. That's a little. But to be fair, like Pokemon's kind of been going dark. Have you read the Pokedex entries lately? Have you seen Sylvalek? Yeah, we have. It's got a Gyarados tail, straight up. Yes. Uh, Toaster Rotom. It's an electric steel type, since that is better toasted. So Rotom Heat is just a toaster oven. Yeah. It's just a toaster yeah. oven. I agree that we should get an electric steel Rotom, though. I think that would be so cool to just, like, tack on some more forms to Rotom. I would love to see a cell phone yeah. and it's and electric psychic. steel feels very natural. Now that you're hopefully satisfied, the King of the Seas must return to its home. Uh, this iPad technology you mortals have is rather confusing. That's it for now. Don't forget to be awesome. Oh, right. Huh, so so our, that's what that means. Yeah, DFTBA. Um, it's like a big thing that uh, Foot of the Ferret on YouTube and also, what's his name? Um, the, the Green Brothers use on YouTube. You you can keep mentioning people that I am too old to know, and it won't make any difference. The Green Brothers are literally your age. Fun fact. I bet they cater to a younger audience. They anyway. cater to a YouTube audience, but that's fine. Uh, this next Which one is, is much younger than I am. This next one's from Tiberius. Hi, Puckle. Tiberius Cien here. After listening to the most recent podcast, I took a quick look at the current Pokedex. My goal was to make quick gut decisions on which Pokemon need evolutions or new forms. One. Wheezing. He was part of a duo with Mach, and Mach got an awesome Alolan form. I say Wheezing needs another form to match Mach. I'm done with that. I'm okay with that. I think that's like, if they do regionals, Wheezing's a good candidate for one in Gen 8. Uh, I, yeah. I really hope they do just like Gen 2 regionals, in my opinion, but that that's, they're probably not going to. I'd love to see a uh. floating fire poison. That would be so cool. Yeah. Yeah. Two. In Gen 5, we got two awesome fighting Pokemon. They're supposed to be related to each other, Sock and Throw. They do not have a pre-evolution that directly connects them. I think they deserve it at some point. But it's been done before. Kind of. I mean, I'd be okay with just, like, rinse and repeat Tyrogue. It's Gen, right? it's gen 5 anyway, right? Uh, so that's just normal. And you make it purple. <laughs> the only reason Sock and Throw are not one Pokemon is that it's Gen yeah. 5. The copy-paste yes. generation. So, absolutely. So, gen no. 5 was Gen five is probably the generation where Pokemon designs were the most meta. Because they're just like, oh, we have one of these in this game, we should have one of these in the other hit game. Hitmonchan, Hitmonlead, copy-paste, yeah. and make them Muppets. Yeah, they are, <laughs> that's what they did. They they are just Muppets. Um, they are Bert and Ernie, but with uh, judo robes on. Oh, Bert and Ernie. Anyway, three, Garbodor. Pretty much overshadowed by Muck, I think you should get another ground poison evolution based on a landfill. Dumpion? Landfillers? <laughs> I don't know, something like that. I think it could be a fun typing in ground and poison. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. I just I just don't see it getting any bigger, you know? It's I I don't think boy. that Garbodor, like if we were to like go meta for a second, I don't think Garbodor can handle another evolution. Yeah. Like oh, I God. I, I just don't think you can get another like Garbodor. Evo. Yeah, I don't think you can get You won't that. be able to draw it in your margin. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think that's the pro well, not even that, but I don't I don't think like Garbodor with Eviolite Oh, no. works. Four, Cryogonal. 
could get the magnemite to magneton treatment where it's two or three cryogonal melted together. Basically, just give it more speed and special attack. I, I like that most of this it. list is just Gen 5, by the way. And <laughs> True, true. <laughs> because Gen 5 is pretty... like Gen 5 is just a really stupid generation in terms of designs. Because they, you can tell that in some of the designs, they're just like, we really need to pump out 150 Pokemon here. Right? Mm, that's why you get the yes. monkeys. That's why you get a lot of Pokemon. Because they're just like, we really need to get these designs out. And so that, yeah. like, like Sock and Throw, I think that's an excellent example of a Pokemon that could have just been one Pokemon. Yeah. We, Whereas we you have some honestly wonderful stuff like Whimsicott. But anyway. Yes. <laughs> yes, yes. Five. Stunfisk. I don't have anything in mind, but looked at it and said, why not? Which is probably what the designers originally thought. <laughs> like, they looked at Stunfisk and said, eh, why not? We need to get 150. Why not? We need, we need more Pokemon <laughs> here. You know? Yeah. Durant, a female-only evolution where you get a queen ant. Maybe males get a worker drone ability or something. Uh, okay, I, I, maybe. I, I'm not a fan. I mean, dumb before. That sounds like a new Pokemon. I think Durant's Oricorio. good enough as it is. Oricorio, I know he's new and a little specific, but he has four forms and no pre-evolution. So that seems like something that should happen. It would be so cute. Guys, it would be so cute. Like a baby Oricorio? They already exist in plush it hatches form. out of a flower. Exactly. And Shamu <laughs> has them, and they're adorable. They are adorable. They are absolutely adorable. I will say that. Yeah. So... That's all I've got, so I'll just say that I've been listening since August 2018, and I love the podcast. I am currently having fun in the UTC. Yes, we had a fun match. I remember that. Keep up the good work, and I can't wait till next week. Sincerely, Tiberius Cian. All right, so this next one is going to be from Trainer Wolf, and I think this is all you, Seth. Yep, I gotcha. Hello, Thatch, and whoever he has. Trainer Wolf here to theorize about the mailbag. Last week, you brought up the fact that most Pokemon nowadays are designed specifically for their native region, and I think we should apply that logic when theorizing about new evolutions as well. Which Pokemon would fit best in the next game's region? Of course, Game Freak hasn't announced the next region yet, but put your seatbelts on. Birdkeeper Toby believes it will be based on the UK... And many other theorists... Bias. Bias. I, th I think it'd be cool, though, but... Ba -ba -ba -ba. Other theorists have found evidence supporting this view, so I think it's a good place to start. Side note, if it comes out as Crown and Scepter, I'm going to be happy. In the next region, <laughs> if the next region, pardon me, is based on the UK, there are a lot of already existing Pokemon that would fit there. I think Ponyard would be an interesting Pokemon to get split evolution, since in chess, pawns can be promoted to any other piece. Along with Bisharp, they could introduce Rookus, Rook and Ruckus, haha, and Knitword, Knight and Sword, and possibly even a Queen and King. That's so cool. I do agree with that. I think that's a really I cool idea. I love that idea. <laughs> it could kind of be like a regional evolution, that too, would be so because neat. like Ponyard is in England, right? Mm -hmm. And it's eating its tea and crumpets, and it's like, okay, now I want to evolve into a Rook. And like that's it. like it needs to be a rook. It can't be like a big piece in chess. It needs to be like one of the side pieces yeah. in chess. They've mm. already got bishop. They've got rook. The ca it just evolves into stack attacker. Bishop and rook. I think I think bishop and rook would be like the two to have. Side note: I nickname all my stack attackers rook. But <laughs> moving on, <laughs> I was also thinking about the dragon mythology of England, and I think a regional variant of Drudagon could be interesting. Drudagon's currently NU, but if it got a type swap, say Poison Dragon or Fire Dragon, it could get better coverage moves to bump up in usage. I think that's neat, too. Both of those would make it worse. Uh -huh. Because yeah, they're both Earthquake weak. Like, that's just my initial reaction. Yeah. yeah. Instead of just going with a different Drudagon, just make a new dragon. 
Yes, I think that's the well. Drunigan, in my mind, is probably the most traditional, like European-looking dragon. Uh, you, you can disagree with me. I I think the head looks more like the Chinese dragon in the movie Mulan. Okay, we're, we're you're done, but that's okay. Uh, <laughs> anyway, that's all I have for the mailbag, but now I have a question for you. My nephews are interested in the TCG, and I was wondering what's the best way to teach a couple of youngsters how to play. I was thinking maybe PTCGO, or possibly getting them some theme decks like the XY Trainer Kit, or maybe just taking them to the store with me and seeing what theme decks they like. What would you guys recommend? Secretly hoping Jushiro is on the episode to answer my question. As the journey continues, Trainer Wolf. Well, sorry, sucker. It's me. You've got budget Yeah, you've got right budget Shiro who talked about the TCG app, Yeehaw and all that. <laughs> um I think that theme decks are a great way to just get started, especially now. Yes, absolutely. Because you can just toss a couple extra cards that you just get on the side into a theme deck, and it's almost a competitively viable deck. Like Swampert is incredibly the new ones, good. yeah, the new ones are really good about Garchomp that. is incredibly good if you can find them. So Yes. I, I remember playing specifically uh, not not that one, but so like this is just like a story about trading card games and thatch. And back in the day, I used to play Yu-Gi-Oh like a little bit. And Yu-Gi-Oh used to sell these things called structure decks instead of theme decks that were something that was just like almost competitive. And you just needed to add in like a couple of cards, and it would be competitive, right? And I think I feel like that's what more with the theme decks and Pokemon have changed they into really have. recently, yeah. And I, I'm a big fan of that because I think that's something that needed to happen. And I think, like you said, Garchomp is an excellent uh, deck. I think most of the decks, though, as long as you slap in another one of those, like, hollow foils mm-hmm. at, on the top, they can become good decks. Mm-hmm. I, I agree with you. Also, if you want to know who's going to be on the episode, there's a list on the Discord server. And I think we have we have it. We're, like, booked for, like, the next five weeks. So you can know who's going to be on every episode, every episode in the next five mm-hmm. weeks. Uh, but yeah, thanks to thanks to you, Trainer Wolf. Uh, I think our next one is going to be from Shira. Hello, Puckle. I hope you are having a great time and everything works out with PuckleCon this year. Uh, so do we, Shira. Long story. Yes. I can't wait for Worlds. It's going to be awesome. Are you going to World, girl? Let me know. <laughs> uh, I haven't been playing much since I feel I'm stuck competitive-wise. It feels like I'm at a stage where I can't improve on my own. I know all the building basics, and I do make my own teams, for better or for worse. If it is possible, maybe it would be fun to get someone from Puckle, who is good at VGC, to play some games with the people who want to test the team, or improve and get feedback. That's the Battle Clinic. That's literally, yep. the, the, literally the definition of the Battle Clinic. We're literally doing a VGC Battle Clinic in like two weeks. Yup. And that might be worth staying up for. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and yeah, she says that. A few hours sometimes at a battle clink to play either on card or showdown. Yeah, we're doing that very, very soon. Mm-hmm. Pokemon who should get an evolution. One of my favorite Pokemon is Love Disk. It's weak and kind of useless as it is, but I don't want it to get an evil. It's just too adorable. Well, Alumomola is there for all your evolved <laughs> Love Disk needs. <laughs> so. Something like Wishkash might be fun. It should be a Pokemon who is a bit forgotten and should get some more time in the spotlight without Eviolite breaking the stats. Hmm, yes. That's a surprising number a of Pokemon, idea. though, by the way. Like, I thought it was going to be way more, and it's not. There aren't that many Pokemon that would be super broken without with Eviolite. Yeah. yeah, because, I mean, just look at, like, average Gen 2 stats and you will stop mm-hmm. being surprised. I'd love to see a Mega Evo for Primarina. I feel like that Pokemon has a lot more to offer. I know Thatch wants his for alligator Ugh. first. 
Fine. Water steel, water fighting for alligator. That needs to happen. Make it happen, Game Freak. <laughs> that would be nice, actually. Mega yeah. for alligator, but he gets like super brass knuckly and stuff like that, <laughs> and he's just like, "I'm gonna punch you." Mm. And then he punches like he punches the Blastoise that's about to let off the cannon as he punches, and like it's an awesome. It's just an awesome visual. Okay. Oh no! You've updated your meme. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um. Um. On a final note, I need to have this included, which was a while back with useless features, but it's still bugging me. The guy who thought giving Rotundex a voice should not get any cake. <laughs> I don't know about you, but when I see text on my screen, my eyes seek it. And when it's just Rotundex blathering and it's a fixed amount of sentences, you end up reading the same stuff over and over again. So even though it may be a bit brutal, grab a screwdriver and take out the voice box. <laughs> That's which is Shira. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. I think we have time for one more, and we're gonna make it. Uh, we're gonna make it, Lord Corbinick, and you've got this one. You set. bet. And I'm excited about this one because it's just diving into the same stuff. I was thinking, Howdy Puckle Crew. Pardon me. I should probably start at the top of the email. Howdy Puckle Crew. I was thinking about what Pokemon I would love to see an evolution of, and I think Drudagon could use an evolution. Why a split evolution yes. even? I was thinking a dragon steel type where Drudagon's classic red head and spikes are turned into red metallic armor. Maybe some darker armor plating on the chest and framing the wings. Maybe rock head as an ability, along with a defense, special defense boost, an attack boost to be nice and maybe a bit much. I just think it would be neat. As for the other evolution, I was thinking Dragon Dark would be a neat one. It lives in caves in Ultra Moon, and it even says in the Eddick Sentry there, infiltrates tunnels that Pokemon like Diglett and Dugtrio have dug and quietly waits for prey to pass through. So I was thinking a dragon dark that was more camouflaged for the shadows of the caves. Darker colors, but still red one on the head, and maybe like, like lines on the back, maybe with infiltrator and a speed boost. Not sure for stat changes. Oh, God. Uh, Please no. I, those are so cool. I love those ideas. I, I just want a dragon steel type, honestly. <laughs> Anyway, thanks. You have one. It's called mm. Dialga. I know, but just one. It's got the same cry as, uh, as Obi-Wan no, Kenobi's uh, <laughs> mount. But that know, would be I'm so kidding. neat. I, I, like, Hydreigon was supposed to be a dragon steel type from the interview. They were going to make it based on an actual like military tank, but then they, they backtracked. That would have been really bad. They backtracked, and that's why it's got the lines yeah. on its body. It been, like, if, Hi if, if we're talking about Hydreigon being too good as it was in Gen 5, it would have been way too good as a dragon steel type. But it might not have had Gen levitate 5, then. Because Gen 5 was before they got rid of the re like the fact that steel resists ghost and dark, and so Hydreigon would have had like all of the resist... Uh, with of steel and like have the best. Although it would have like Dragon Steel was a good typing in Gen yeah. Five, but fighting yeah, also and was. ground and it wouldn't have levitate. Yeah, but not as, not good enough to scare Hydreigon with a dark type. But I I think true, I think Drudagon with Dragon Steel would be really cool and maybe keep Rough Skin too. I agree. That would be yeah. so neat. It learns Stealth Rock. It can be a bulky Dragon Rocker. That's so cool. I am visualizing it as some kind of Power Ranger Zord creature, yes. and it's pretty yes. cool. It's <laughs> I cool. like Drudagon now, guys. It's it's solid. Anyway, ending it up, thanks for reading my email and for all your hard work making the podcast and all of Puckle possible, brought to you by Lord Corbenick. All right. I think, uh, unfortunately, we're going to have to stop there today on the emails, guys. Uh, we, we've hit like five of them, and we're gr growing on 20 minutes here. so good, though. I don't want to go too much farther. <laughs> Uh, so unfortunately, if your email wasn't read, you can go over to our Discord server and you can grab uh, all of the unread emails. There's more than we've read. 
unfortunately, this week. Uh, but thank you for sending them in. Uh, we appreciate it, and we hope that you guys send in emails next week to the show uh, where our mailbag question is going to be, what do you think they should do instead of Ultra Beast? Or how do you think they can implement designs outside of Ultra Beast? Let us know. What do you, where do you think the next region's going to be even? Let us know. Anything about Gen 8. We, we're really excited for that. So send that in, pucklepodcast at gmail.com. You can check that out at our Discord. Our Discord show or is in the show notes as well as on our website, pucklepodcast.com. Follow us on social media, whether it be Facebook, Twitter, or Reddit. You can find out all the latest Puckle information there. We really appreciate you guys following us on those channels so other people can find the Puckle Podcast. Additionally, if you want to keep up with more content, you can check out the Puckle Plus feed where we post all of our sideshows, Puckle Live, Battlecast, TCG Cast, Game Corner. You can catch up more extra, you can get extra Puckle episodes essentially every Thursday if you subscribe to that feed. Check it out. It's the orange looking level ball on whatever podcast host you're using. Yeah, you can check that out. So, of course, if you want to keep on going, though, and you want to help support the show, you can do so a few different ways. First, you can go to twitch.tv slash the Puckle Podcast, and you can watch Jushiro, myself, and Orange Avenger on Twitch. And you can subscribe to us with a Twitch Prime or donate some bits or something from watching ads. We really appreciate your support there, but we also just like streaming and having a good time with you guys. Uh, additionally, you could check out our uh, Patreon at patreon.com slash Puckle Podcast, where you can donate money. And you get cool rewards in return, as well as being on shows such as Puckle Live, getting free Pokemon, and also getting cool Puckle swag, such as the Bosefist TCG card that is finally getting shipped out this weekend. Uh, so you guys can get it, snag that at the proper tier. Of course, if you want to get something else in return, such as a t-shirt or a mug, check out our Tee Public store. It's got a bunch of cool designs on there, and we really appreciate it every time you buy something. Seth just bought, what did you buy? You just bought the Kona head... The Kona Diamond Heads, I bought two shirts and three stickers. There you go. Yeah, he just bought way too much stuff. I like my team. And, what can I say? <laughs> but you can get cool things like that over on our on our T Public store. And then finally, um, I, I well, I think that's my I think that's my entire spiel. Um, no, no, you didn't give out the Green Taurus badge. I didn't give out the Green Taurus badge. Uh, the Green Taurus badge out of the people that we gave, I think the uh, w- which one did you guys like the most? It's reset. So. It's reset. Um, I liked Trainer Wolfs. He started off the Dredigan thing and had a couple others in there. I really like the chess thing. I think those are some really cool ones. That's true. Okay, Trainer Wolf it is. Yep. Trainer Wolf, if you go to the Discord server, we'll hook you up, man. Uh, we'll we'll hook you up with that cool roll, and your name can be a disgusting color of green. Woo! Woo! Uh, and I think that's it, though. I, I did my whole spiel about social media, so we're good. Um, of course, just... Yep. Check us out. Uh, oh, the final thing I did want to mention, though, is make sure you check out the YouTube as well. We're trying to hit uh, a thousand subscribers so that we can once again become partnered and make a little bit of extra money over there. But we also do awesome UUTC battle commentaries over there. Whimsicott's head leading the charge on getting all of that done. So thanks to her for doing that, as well as everybody who's helping with the editing process, the commentating process. It, it's a good team effort, and we're doing a really good job pushing that YouTube. So we, we would appreciate if you check out that content as well. So if that that is it for this week, guys. Uh, so here in the Lavender Town Radio Tower, I am Trainer Thatch. I am the Fuckers. And so I'm Seth ahead. Vila. And it's closing time.
And Puckle would like to thank all of its patrons for making the show possible. Of course, we'd also like to thank Xander for making that cool intro at the beginning of the show as well. But if you're a patron, you can go to patreon.com slash pucklepodcast and get a host of cool rewards as well as being on the Patreon live show. You could get some cool Pokemon distributions. We just gave away a shiny Magnazone. And you can also, of course, give away uh, pretty much anything. I mean, you can just come on. We have tons of rewards, access to our exclusive Discord. But thank you to Greg, Viger, Duly Noted, Ten Little Men, Andrea, The Fluffiest Whimsicott, Shamu, Snag, Dexio, uh, Christina, or Christian, um, Rotted Mushroom, Bosephus, Alvarin, Seth Vilo, Marcus, Claude Nine, Dennis, Eric, Michael, R Sigma, Doc McStuffles, Nathan, The Golden Klefki, The British Gent, Trevor, TJ, Doc Knox, Echo, Shambles, Birdkeeper Cobra, Jeremy, Louise, Wade, Kevin, Justin, Tank, Jonathan, Greg, Bodtak, Alec, Mikey, Ozzy, Rory, Jedi DJ, Sparky, Nick, Dylan, Shira, Ironcaster, Orange Avenger, Thomas, Zero, Curtis, Anime Gravy, Hazelnut, Joseph, Treby, and The Real Eevee. Thanks to all of you guys for helping make the show possible. We really appreciate the support, and we'll keep on keeping on. So we will catch you guys on the flip-flop. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.